You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with you and the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Thanks to everybody listening on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Everyone that listens later on the podcast, everywhere podcasts are found. We have got a fun show in store today. The NFL continues to deliver week after week. We're four weeks in. we got another Monday night game tonight that should be interesting. And we will talk all about these close, entertaining games, especially during those uh, during that 1 o'clock window. Actually, the 4 o'clock window was great uh, as well, other than my Carolina Panthers losing yet again. We will get into that. The Colts lose again. The Bucks lose, which you know I find fascinating and great. Uh, but the Chiefs, wow, last night put on a show. Uh, that was fun. Patrick Mahomes clicking again. When he's clicking, unstoppable. And is there, I mean, Travis Kelsey to me is the most dominant player, the most unstoppable player in the NFL and has been for what, five years now? I mean, it's it's truly remarkable what he's what he's able to do uh, on that Chiefs team. So uh, we'll we'll have some fun talking NFL. We'll get into a couple of college football topics as well. The NBA is now starting up in training camp. Uh, what intrigues us there? Baseball playoffs will will start heating up here soon, and and also the uh, the records in baseball uh, very intriguing as well. Uh, Aaron Judge, of course, has been uh, the focal point there. And, and then also we'll do tap drill. Henry's back today. And we've got to talk about two things involving uh, Peyton Manning uh, from the weekend that uh, one was hilarious and, and one was entertaining. And so stick around for that. Also, last week was my birthday. And this is a tease. I, I got a birthday card in the mail. And later in the show, I'm going to reveal what was on the inside of this birthday card that uh, I think one of our listeners is messing with me. So we'll, uh, we'll share that as uh, a reason to stick around. <laughs> there's always a reason to stick around, right? There's a, I shouldn't have to give you a reason, but there's an extra reason. How about that? Uh, but Luke is here and uh, we'll say hello to him in just a moment. We'll let you know what we're convinced of today. And we'll do unpack this actually about Tua. And, and so I wrote this devotional on Friday about Tua. It was right after that Thursday night game. And this continues to be a huge story with Tua and I believe we can actually be encouraged by this whole situation in our own lives and, and, and how this parallels what each of all of us go through at certain times throughout our lives. How does that relate to a concussion? Stick around. We'll discuss that as well. We are brought to you by MediShare. Uh, check out MediShare.com slash unpacking it. Open enrollment is, is beginning. And, and if you're looking for a new healthcare option, encourage you to check out MediShare. So my family, we've been members uh, for over six years now, 
And, and members of MediShare save up to 50% or more per month on their health care costs. So find out if it's the right fit for you and your family. Get a quote, MediShare.com slash unpacking it. All right, Luke, here we go. Your Cowboys win again. Your Texas A&M Aggies lose again. And Kansas football, are you jumping on the bandwagon? Game day's going. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that later today as well. But Luke, how are you, man? I can't see Luke. So I'm not sure what, what happened to Luke. Hopefully I'm still on. Um, but we will uh, we'll jump into uh, to what I'm convinced of today. Uh, we've had all sorts of technical difficulties today. So I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I do know that I'm convinced of this. The NFL's non-primetime games are the best games every week. And I talk about this a lot because the witching hour, that 3 o'clock hour Eastern time on Sundays is as good as it gets. It is the showcase for the NFL. I know my head is spinning every week. I mean, this week we had so many tight games coming out of the wire. Buffalo was coming back against the Ravens. They get the win. Detroit continues to be the most entertaining team every week, and they were in a wild, weird, crazy game with Seattle. Seattle pulled that one out. And, and then we had Jacksonville keeping it interesting with uh, Philadelphia. The, the, the Jags jump out on them, and then uh, the Eagles were able to hang on in a, in a sloppy game there. How about the Steelers? They go in with Kenny Pickett. Then they, they end up losing to the Jets. Zach Wilson makes his uh, comeback uh, from, from injury, and, and he looked actually pretty good. Um, and, and so a lot was going on. But, but here's what I read today from Pro Football Talk. According to the league, there have been 49 games within one score in the fourth quarter this season. That's the most ever through four weeks of a season. And so in week four, every game, except last night's game, Chiefs-Bucks, there were one-score games in the fourth quarter. So 14 games all within one score in the fourth quarter. And so that ties an all-time record. Tonight, the record could be beaten if the Rams and 49ers game is a one-score game in the fourth quarter. And, and so it is, it's just been nonstop, close games, entertaining finishes, exciting, unpredictability. And, and so a, a lot of these, though, have been taking place at either one or four. And the national games have been, you know, somewhat of a letdown here or there. Um, you know, we've had a, a decent game. You know, Buffalo was good at, at, at that first game of the season. Uh, but even that one kind of they pulled away there too. So I don't know. We haven't not a lot of memorable national games, but we've seen a lot of tight games in the fourth quarter, and and so it's it's been it's been a blast. So let's uh, let's say hello to uh, to Luke and uh, man, I, I, I'm convinced of these uh, these great games down the stretch. It's been it's been fantastic. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We are battling today. I was <laughs> I was ready to go on, and then my computer just went crazy on me. So I lost you. But yes, I, before I comment on the NFL, you know what shirt I'm wearing. Ooh, can't get it. <laughs> right here. The sun has risen on the Kansas Jayhawks. Hosting college game day. I'm ready. Oh, 5-0. and oh. So ha I, isn't this convenient? Isn't this convenient for Luke? His alma mater, Texas A&M, <laughs> comes into this season with championship aspirations. They get upset by these little Mountaineers in Boone, North Carolina. The season unravels, and now Kansas jumping out of the gate 
undefeated, playing great football out of nowhere. Yeah. They, they've caught on to the championship, uh, you know, bandwagon from the basketball team or whatever, whatever <laughs> is is now you know in the water in Kansas. And so Luke has made it very convenient, able to switch teams now. And he is on the Kansas bandwagon. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh bandwagon. Right. Okay. I, I have suffered misery. To be, like you said, though, Saturday afternoon, I've got two screens going up because A&M and Kansas both, ha both had the afternoon slot. I mean, I, I was experiencing every emotion all at once. Incredible joy with the Jayhawks. Stress, it's down to the wire. And A&M, I mean, laid an egg. It was bad. It was ugly. I've got a couple of Mississippi State friends at church. And we were texting back and forth, and then I, I just had to abandon that group. That group text. It was just Ooh. so ugly. It was bad. So yeah, the sun I'm has set on him, the man. Aggies this season. People are calling it a transition year, which to me is impossible. <laughs> How many times can we say it's a transition year? You, Jimbo has all those guys. There's no. This should be the peak. There's no transition right. year. Uh, but the no. Jayhawks excited. So I missed what your I'm convinced of because I was I was loading up. Out, but what, what were you getting into? Yeah, it's all about these close games in the NFL. And what's funny is I think there are some for the there are casual NFL fans that tune into national games on you know Thursday, Monday night, Sunday night. Yeah, maybe that's when they watch football. And those games have been somewhat of a letdown. Oh, big time! But for the diehards that are locked in on Sundays at one and four, mm -hmm. we have been given these entertaining finishes over and over. And so through four weeks, it's been as, as good as ever. Yeah. And, and so some of the, the, the takeaways though, from, from yesterday, you know, I continue to be amazed at the quarterbacks that are actually leading the way this year. I mean, think about Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Cooper rush. <laughs> I mean, even Zach Wilson getting the win yesterday. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, uh, has had his moments in, in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're seeing, you know, now Teddy Bridgewater is going to have an opportunity in, in, in with, with the, the Miami dolphins. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, but backups are, are shining and, and now Kenny Pickett, he's a fit, you know, he was a backup. Now he's, he's getting an opportunity. He goes into that game in Pittsburgh, which I found shocking. I did not think Mike Tomlin would make that type of somewhat of an emotional decision there. Trubisky wasn't getting anything done. They had six points on the board against the Jets. It's like, what are you doing? You're at home. Uh, whatever their field is called now. It's not Heinz Field anymore. Um, and so it's like yeah. it, it was weird in front of that crowd. But then P Pickett comes in. That crowd goes nuts, throws a couple interceptions. Weren't necessarily his fault. Rushes in for two touchdowns. First quarterback ever to score two rushing touchdowns in his debut game, yeah. uh, which is interesting. And then the Steelers still fall. Um, so anyway, you can go any direction you'd like. Well, I've talked about this before as a sports fan. I want close games. Yeah. I want my team to, I want my team to do well, but I'm not, I think you and me both. And there's plenty of listeners to the show who aren't just about watching their team, but just diehard sports fans in general. And we'll tune in. This is what, this is what have been a big learning curve for Madeline in our marriage is, <laughs> After I've watched my team, oh, it's not done. Like, wait, you want to watch this game? Wait, this game is, your team's not even playing. I'm like, oh, I know, but I'm all in. I want to watch football. I want to watch soccer. I want to watch basketball. Teams that the game means nothing to my squad, I'm still, I'm still all in. So close games down to the wire, oh, it's so good. Keeps you locked in. It's, it's hard so to walk good. away. Oh, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and so, you know, I, I think yesterday, too, a couple things were were proven. So Buffalo with the bounce back win, which is which was good. You know, they, they yeah. lost last week to, to, to Miami. Uh, so they get the bounce back win. And then the the fact that they won a close game, I, I, I don't think can be understated because Buffalo was starting to get the reputation. They can only win in blowouts. And, and so to be able to come back against Baltimore and win a tight game, I, I think says a lot about Buffalo and, and their Super Bowl aspirations. So, so that was important. Yeah. And then the other thing, Philadelphia. Now, that was a sloppy game. The, the, the weather affected that in, in a big way. But, to, you know, there, there was some emotion involved with Doug Peterson being up there. Yeah. They, they got down in that game. The, their ability to, to come back, hang on, and, and continue to be undefeated in, in an NFC that a lot of question marks, not a lot of elite play to this point. The Packers, you know, they win yesterday. I still think they're one of the top teams, but they struggled against New England and a third-string quarterback. So yeah. for Philadelphia to continue to win, I think is uh, you know a, a big deal for them and, and, and pretty important. And just to shout out bottom feeder teams that are rising, Jets and Jags are both 2-2 two and two through four games. Yeah. No, like two and two through four for these franchises, we'll take that all day long. The NFL parody is amazing. We've talked about it before. It's disappointing the Lions are one and three. Oh, I was hoping oh. they would at least be two and two. They're still America's sweethearts. Everyone's pulling for them. Somehow, every game they play in is like a college football barn burner game. The most points. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but poor Jared Goff, like, what more do I need to do? I'm, I'm scoring high 30s, they didn't even low have their 40s, main and we're losing. Uh, that The offense, I mean, without Swift, without St. Brown, and they're still putting up tons Impressive. of points? Yeah. Ly Lions are exciting. Yeah. So, so I forget the exact number, but Detroit on the season, they've been outscored by one point. So the defense has given up you know, one more point. So that's... That's why they're they're one and three. Oh. So the offense is is lighting it up and 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 scoring with anybody, uh, but the defense hasn't gotten the stops. So that's a that's a bummer for them. Uh, a couple other things. So the Broncos are in big trouble. Th this to me was the the key game to beat the Raiders and and get things rolling. Well, they lost. Russell Wilson was better. He was. I, I was I was pleased with that. But then they lose Javante Williams, oh. their star running back, out for the year. And actually. Some people might not say he's a star yet. He was a an emerging star, oh, no getting doubt. better. Yeah, and and you could see the talent there. And for him to go down for the year, a huge, huge bummer. And I, I, I now I just yeah I can't trust the Broncos by any means. Um, well, even before Williams lost, went down, not, we were que it was questionable questioning the Broncos big time. Yeah. Oh. So so that's that's intriguing. And then uh, I'll share about my Panthers real quick, and then we'll hear from you, you with your your Cowboys. Uh, you know, the Panthers going into that game against Arizona, to me, that was, an again, a no-brainer win. I've thought through, <laughs> through the start of the season, these were easy wins for Carolina. You know, just winnable games. Like, you got to win these games. You got to beat the Giants. You got to beat the, the Cardinals. We, the Panthers always beat the Cardinals over the years. That's that one team <laughs> that's always been kind of a juicy matchup for, for us. And so to, to lose that one at home, once again, things here are really negative. It's like, wait, am I living in Cleveland? Where am I? <laughs> I mean, it's it's very negative here. Am I in Philadelphia? Wait, am I, am I, is my family here? Um, 
So th- this this is it's it's unfortunate because I think there was some at least I had a lot of optimism for this year, but everybody's saying you know fire Matt Rule Baker's not the answer. Oh. You know, CMC played better yesterday. He was questionable, yeah. and thankfully he was catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, which nine is awesome. catches fantasy wise, he was great, but twenty seven yards great. on the ground, eight, eight carries. This is your star running back. Eight carries. I mean, I, 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 that means we have never, never have any long drives, and he's getting no carries. And of those carries, it's just right up the middle. It's like right <laughs> yeah. up the middle. I mean, I, I don't. I, I just, I, I can't understand yeah. it. Get so, him to the boundary. Let him run outside. That's it. Oh. Let him run outside. It was even like a fourth down play, oh. or they try. It's like who's going to catch him on the outside? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's fast enough. <laughs> you tell me, you can't get a one yard on the outside. <laughs> Off the tackle, I, or off a tight end. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm beside myself. Um, and then, of course, I was all in on the Colts this year. And oh. oh, I just saw another Matt Ryan fumble. Oh, there's another Matt Ryan fumble. It's, it's truly remarkable that he can't hang on to the ball. And then now Jonathan Taylor's a little banged up, but he wasn't running well either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had offensive Let's not line. blame the They're injury. I mean, it's been, yeah, no. it's been tough it's there. Michael Pittman. Disaster. I mean, yikes. I mean, it's just the Colts machine is hurting. It's hurting bad. I mean, yeah, yikes. So Peyton Manning is not walking through that door. Oh well, he he left he left very brittle that door. I don't think they want him back. <laughs> he was cut. Um, That's the one place they don't want Manning's everywhere. We we want Peyton Manning everywhere, just maybe not on the field anymore. Yeah. Oh yikes. Um, so I need to repent of being a sports fan who was way too quick to come to a conclusion oh. after week one. I, I struggle to balance my pessimism for my own teams. But like when the Packers, week one, looked awful. The jury's still out a little bit on them. But last year, bad week one. And I'm saying, hey, the Packers are going to be fine. Cowboys, bad week one. With Dak, looked awful. I said very confidently, the season's over. Cowboys are going to have a top 10 pick. It's going to be a disaster. And we're sitting here today. Cooper Rush is the first Cowboys quarterback to win his first four starts. The Cowboys are 3-1. and one. one of those wins is against the Cincinnati Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl last year. And two divisional wins. Cowboys have won eight straight in the division. And I just need to repent of I overreacted big time. I would have taken 2-2 two and two gladly at this point. But 3-1? and one? The Cowboys are probably going to lose the next two games against the Rams and Eagles. And to be 3-3... Three and three, Missing Dak for five of five of those games, my goodness, will I take that? So I needed to I need to repent of that. I overreacted way too soon, and the Cowboys are they're going to be okay. So I think we need audience here. Do we allow Luke to bask in the excitement of the Cowboys winning? Do, do we get to let him celebrate on this show, feel good about it, or he was out? He was out, so he's not a believer. I'm not sure he gets to enjoy it. He's just, he's just, he's only allowed to be on the the Kansas bandwagon now. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're allowing here on the show. I don't know, but I think I think it's been a really impressive, fun you know ride for the Cowboys so far. And I was reading today about Cooper Rush, and it would take too long to list off what he's accomplished in his first four starts. Yes. I mean, four and zero going back to to last year. And no I mean, he, he hasn't thrown an interception. Yeah, he hasn't thrown an interception this year. It's just, it's like, oh, wow, he's, he's really efficient. He's, CeeDee Lamb is now playing the way that we 
thought he was capable I of. I don't understand. But it was almost like we were giving up on C. Lamb. Oh, yeah. And, and, and even Zeke had a nice game finally. Oh. So, yeah. And the defense is unstoppable, or they, they stop everybody. I mean, so that's so that the helps thing. too. I, I want to I push the brakes on Cooper Rush should, should keep the job. No way. He has done great. Oh, I would say no way. I wouldn't say no way. Oh, I would say no I, way. No, he I, has, I, mean, I He has done well to manage the team, but this has been Dan Quinn in the defense. And a much-needed wake-up call to Kellen Moore and, and Mike McCarthy on, hey, we've got to do something different on offense. And I, I don't know. Maybe Dak getting hurt was the wake-up call this team needed. Cooper Rush has done fine. I don't want to. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of he's the future because you know he has. He's been. He's been fine. He's been a great backup quarterback. He deserves. We'll he, des- he deserves. We'll, we'll some- sign him up. Oh, really? Seriously? Well, oh, we'll take him today. We'll still start on Sunday. Baker. He's already <laughs> packed his bags. I don't know where. I don't know who where he's welcome, but he's he can pack his bags. We've seen enough. Uh, We've seen enough. Okay. Let me, just do the commercials. Let me ask you this. Stick to the commercials. Would you send Matt Rule packing or Baker first? Rule first. Okay. Rule first. Yeah. We, we've, I mean, I don't know how many different quarterbacks, coordinators. There's been one constant denominator. <laughs> that, so that, I think the it's pretty clear. I, we're, it's all very clear. Oh. Not to David Tepper, but it's clear to everybody else. But you're, you're feeling fine, though. The rest of the division is kind of whimpering along. The division is That's still right. up for grabs. Very much. And Atlanta's playing the best of anyone, <laughs> which should I mean, make you feel great. Yesterday, which should make you feel great at winning the division if Atlanta's playing the best football right now, because that surely that can't last. No way. They they don't seem to have the talent. I was talking to a Falcons fan here at the at the office, and uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like they have the depth and the talent to to really keep this going. But they're they're playing tough. They really are. So the the but like I told everyone, the Bucks. They're not the, They're not who we have grown to expect. They're they're limping along, and they they played okay against Kansas City, uh, but the defense got kind of lit up because the defense had been solid first few weeks, and and then Mahomes and company showed them, hey, you guys can't stop this creativity. Yeah, I love the plays. I love the. I love. The, I love everything about when they when the Chiefs play Chiefs football on that next level, and. They're playing sometimes when they're playing like angry or motivated, all, coming off a loss. Usually we get to see them at their very best. And I'll, I'll even say sometimes I take it for granted. Like I saw the Mahomes throw to, to Clyde Edwards Alaire. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then, but I didn't like overreact to it. And then I like later, everybody was talking about it. And I go, man, I sort of just took that for granted. Like yeah. I kind of, da- oh, there's Patrick Mahomes doing what he does. I know. But it's like, no, 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 time out. He's the only one doing that. No, th- yeah. Uh, Josh Allen can do some of those things. Uh, Lamar Jackson to a certain extent. But no. uh, well, th- so I like Mahomes. I, this, this is not to equate them, but I've always wondered, man, what was it like to watch Michael Jordan in his prime? I would have always, I would have loved to experience that. But I bet there was a lot of taking it for granted. Because yes. you get used to this incredible greatness. So ma- this is a good reminder. Let's not take Mahomes for granted. What he does is unbelievable. The arm angles uh, and him with the offensive scheme creativity, it's a perfect fit. Their, their play calls, I mean, Shannon commented, there's one play last night where they snapped it to the tight end as Mahomes was fake yeah. telling another player what to do for a touchdown. So good. It's un- Who else is doing that? No, no one. It's amazing. And 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 Andy Reid, I guess, has the 
you know, the credibility to be able to try a lot of things and even fail because some of those plays don't work. Like when you're that creative and but we, they still we, we look celebrate. Good. When they, they fail, good, it's like, sure. oh, that was an impressive two-yard gain. That was impressive. And, you know, and, and Tyree Kill had a big game uh, last Thursday night, and he's still awesome. But guess what? The Chiefs haven't missed a beat. No. It was weird they lost to the Colts last week. That was just one of those games. But yeah. what we've seen overall this season from the Chiefs, they're rocking and rolling. They're fine. They're good to go. They're in contention. They, they, are, they are a threat to, to win the Super Bowl once again. And hopefully everybody's coming around. The Bucs are not. So the Bucs are not one of those teams. <laughs> How annoying am I with the Bucs? I mean, I'm annoying myself, but, I, but it's just this it's is happening. The, I've never seen you it's die happening. on a hill like this in our whole friendship. No, I'm usually not that guy, but I just you are committed. I had to go with my gut feeling. Unbelievable. I had to go with my gut feeling. Wow. I just was surprised that there just wasn't enough questioning about the Bucs, just kind of from the average fan and, and media member out there. I'm thinking, what are we? What, what, who do we, what do you, what team do you think this is? It's not the same team that went to the Super Bowl. Not the same injury. You know, so many guys are injured. And Mike Evans was awesome last night, so he bounced back from the suspension in a big way. So that was that was a nice. Still nice look game out for him. for him in the playoffs. I'm saying they're not going to make the playoffs. Oh, I know, Luke. I know. I'm not with <laughs> you there. No, that's all right. All right. Well, let's let's actually go. Let's talk about kind of the the, the big story is Tua Tungavailoa and and what took place on Thursday night. And, you know, I am curious how, how fans, and so I'd love to, you know, jump in on the comments, you know, how concerned are you for players that, that get hurt? And, and so we talked a little bit about this last Monday when Tua went back in the game. And, and so, you know, we were, we were concerned for him last week when he, we got against the bills, he got up wobbly. Oh no, he's fine. Go back in there, back injury. And then he plays and the Dolphins win. Well, then he goes you know, quickly with the turnaround on Thursdays. And, and I do think part of the discussion has to be, wait, are Thursday games really sustainable? No. it's. I mean, I know the money is there. From a sports and we, fan perspective, oh, we give them we love to more me. games. Give me more games. We love more games. Oh. But, man, for these guys that have to, to, have to suit up a few oh. days later, especially after an injury, it's, it's, it's really, really and tough. And have a longer season paired with that. Long-term, yeah. longer season or Thursday games. Yikes. Really tough. Yeah. Really tough. So um, so I want to talk about this for our, our unpack this topic today. And, and each week we take a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And, and so what took place for, I guess, my takeaway from this, the situation on Thursday night where everyone, you know, reacted and criticized, hey, why was Tua, you know, rushed back in after last Sunday? Why was he even playing? And, you know, it was a, a scene on, on Thursday that was hard to watch, where his, his hands went in the funny way, yeah. and it was clear that something was not right. And, of course, he had to get, you know, rushed to the hospital, and, and now he's in the concussion protocol. And, and so it was all, all very difficult. But what I, what I realized, and I brought this up last week, too, with Justin Herbert playing through injuries, there's this, you know, understanding that football players are always banged up, and they have to play through injuries. And, and that's... It's very much the case. It's the reality. However, a lot of these players that are questionable, it comes down to the wire, they, they have no business playing. They need the necessary time to heal and to fully heal and, and not just, all right, I'm going to you know, push through it. Because what, what, oh, not what always happens, but oftentimes 
when your ankle is banged up, now all of a sudden you've hurt your knee or your knees hurt, you hurt your hamstring, your hamstring, you know, all the, everything's connected in some way. And so you start favoring one side and now all of a sudden you got issues and, yeah. and they compile. Kevin Durant, calf strain, le- directly led to his torn Achilles. That, that, that's, that's it. And, and we celebrate players for playing through injuries. And, and I do think with the, with the head injuries, it's just something we can't mess around with. And, and even the tone, it was, I was listening to Mike McDaniel. I was like, oh, it's just a concussion. <laughs> it's like we have to drop the just just a concussion. Yeah. Like, I, and I saw the movie Concussion and, you know, it opened your eyes to it. And, and you continue to hear these stories of former players that do crazy stuff. And then it's, it links back to CTE and it just it makes you take a step back. and you're like, all right, this is a serious thing. We have to just when these guys do get concussions, we have to be over the top protective. And we started to be it seemed like it seemed like we were heading that direction. And then it sort of pulled back a little bit the last couple of years. Is that fair? I think we were kind of more concerned with COVID the last couple of years and other things were just taking yeah. the attention. And it sort of to me, it kind of slipped through the cracks where the concussions wasn't. Uh, very much talked about and all that kind of thing. Because think about Hunter Renfro. He's now been out a couple weeks after his concussion. Yeah. So the Raiders seem to be handling that, you know, with with a lot of care. Uh, but, of course, Tua got thrown back out there. He's the quarterback. The, the Dolphins are, are tasting the playoffs. They can, you know, they're, uh, they're, their mouths are watering for it. Yeah. And they don't want their quarterback out. And so he, he played. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be out. He wants to fight through it. I know. It. It, a lot, some of this is speculation, but... I just, I struggle to believe that the NFL really cares at the end of the day. No. They they care about the narrative. So definitely now, hey, we got to do changes. Obviously, the NFLPA probably cares more because they're representing the players. But may, maybe this is too pessimistic, too negative, too cynical. But the pockets of people high up in the NFL of the owners drives everything. This is entertainment. Yes, people play for the love of the game, but overall, this is entertainment. We're entertaining fans. We're making money. And you need the best players out there. And it's and if you're a if, if you're a really good player, how can we get you out as quick as possible? And if you're a lower tier player, we don't really care about giving you the care you need because we're focused on the big time players. And there are stories. There is a Lions uh, lineman wrote an article within the past few days of talking about, yeah, it's it can be hit or miss on the care and the sports medicine and the training that players get or should get. It can be really inconsistent, really hit or miss. And, you know, I'm hoping this is for real, especially with head injuries, because, I mean, yikes, there's no way you can treat it like just a concussion. Like it's 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 a serious thing. There was a guy on Dallas radio within the past week talking about he was saying concussions aren't injuries. Like he was kind of downplaying. I'm like, are you kidding oh, me? The, that the brain and head brain. injuries are so serious. What are we talking about here? Gosh, it's unbelievable. I know. So and I just long I I think that the drawback from CTE stuff from concussion I think that makes sense. People weren't talking about it. Okay, yeah, we did enough. There was other things on the focus. Now this is the focus. It'll ramp up again. And then, I don't know. It's Yeah, yeah. no, I think, it, it, so the, the way that I, I kind of want to frame this today is we, we 
you know, look at our own lives and, and parallel this to our own lives is, you know, just the, the reality that the players want to play because they're competitive. They have a persevering mentality and, you know, coaches need them on the field. Fans want them back on the field. And so they have this tough decision to either be tough or cautious, risk further injury and play through pain or take the necessary time off to heal and really heal. And, and, you know, sometimes players, they'll, they'll hide injuries too, so that they don't miss any time. Yep. And, and, and the reality is when somebody like Tua experiences trauma, head trauma, been knocked around, he's not at full capacity. And so it's even funny that we want these guys out there when they're not at full capacity, they're not at their best, but to your point, we want the big name guys out there and, and we feel like, well, he's the leader, so he's got to play. And so then they play through pain, they put themselves out there, and they risk further yeah. injury. There's pressure to keep playing. And also, the idea that we should listen to someone say, oh, no, I'm fine, I can keep going. With a head injury, That's potentially, right. is like, well, obviously we shouldn't listen to them at all because they just experienced head trauma. So yeah. you, you can't go off the player's word. Obviously, they want to play either pressure to support the team, pre internal pressure, I want to be great, external pressure. Even if it's genuine, I would just want to keep playing because it's fun. There's so many factors, but yeah, I want. There's probably so many cases at the youth level and the professional level of players, yeah, getting back out there far too soon because they said they can keep going. That's right, and it's just not always the wisest decision, and and so it's it's sort of the emotional decision you get back out there, and so. You know, for Tua, going back to last Sunday, he goes back in that game, and then he plays on Thursday, and he didn't go through the proper healing process. And what's going to happen? He's going to end up missing more time. He's going to end up. He's going to be out for for an extended time. He's already out. You know, now uh, this week, and Teddy Bridgewater will, will get the start. But now that we look at this from our own lives, the same thing happens. There is value in all of us. We all have to persevere and endure during tough times. During pain, we have to persevere. We, we keep going. We, we, we get back out there. But at the same time, there are, there are moments and seasons that we have to discern and be wise enough to say, nope, I, I'm out. I've got to pull back. I've got to step away from the game, so to speak. I need to take some time off, and I need to properly heal. And what ends up happening in, happening to a lot of us is – we keep pushing through. We keep going. We say, all right, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like something major happens in our life. Trauma happens in our life. And, and we just put our head down and say, no, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But what ends up happening, unfortunately, is we don't go through the proper healing. We end up hurting ourselves or others by not going through that proper healing, by not getting the care that we need. But, and, and the key for us, to, to your point, Luke, we have to have people around us that can tell us, Hey, Bryce, you need a break. Hey, Bryce, you need, you need a timeout. Hey, you need to make sure that you address that issue in your life and get some healing and, and get the care that you need. And, and so we have to have those because what, what do we say? Oh, I'm fine. I can keep going. I'm going to push the limits. And, and we've got a lot of people walking around burned out, not healed, dealing with the effects of trauma and trying to get through life. But things are getting worse and things are compiling and we're not pulling back like we like we need to. And and so I see the parallel here. And and we want to be tough and we want to be like the football players and oh man, I'll play I'll play through it. Um 
And it's just, to me, not always the wise decision. Sure, there are sometimes we get back out there, we keep going. Absolutely. I, I know that game. I know the, the tough days that I've, I've pushed through. But, but this summer, I had a mentor tell me, hey, Bryce, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. And I had to listen to him. And so I took some time off. We took a break from the show. And it was the best thing for me. And, and I, I've come back with so much more energy and passion and, and, and God's just renewed so much in me. And, and so it can be frustrating to pull back, to say no to things. You know, so for some of us, it's, it's getting burned out at, at, at work or church or home or, you know, whatever it may be. And, and then some of us have been through, you know, major trauma, death and family and divorce and, and stuff with kids and, and all those kinds of things. We have to heal from it. And so whether that's, you know, it's always time with the Lord. It's always, you know, prayer and, and, and spending quality time with the Lord and not going, 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 but it's actually pulling back and, and getting extended time with him. Um, but it's also, you know, counseling, it's, it's mentors, it's friends that are going to, you know, speak truth in our lives and, and those kinds of things to say, Hey, stop playing through the injury. Just, you got to heal. You got to go through the healing process. And so we don't, we don't isolate ourselves. It's not so much, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that where we pull ourselves back and we stay away from the world, but it, but it is getting out of the hustle and bustle and, you know, what I realized too is what we all went through with the Rona, and I, and I read this book called Resilient by John Eldridge that, that really spoke to this, but this was a worldwide trauma that, that everybody experienced. And so we all dealt with a lot from that, and many people haven't healed from the effects of all that, that took place, the isolation, the so much change that took place, so many things that we missed out on, the pain of things that we missed out on. Um, all of that. So we have to, we have to go through that, that healing. Um, and so we seek the Lord. We patiently wait for his healing. This isn't something we can manufacture. It's, it's the Holy Spirit working in us. It's, it's us resting in who God is um, and, and allowing him to, to move in us. But we have to pull back and, and get out of the game in order for, for a lot of this to, to, to happen. Um, and so we have to reach out for help to, for, for, from people that you know, are equipped to help us. And, and so uh, a couple of verses to, to encourage us um, to, to really, you know, allow God to heal our, our minds, bodies, hearts, uh, to help us be more, you know, healthy and effective to go out and do the work that he's called us to do. That, that's what we want. We want to be at our best. And, and how many of us are, are just, we're running on empty. We're trying to even do things for the Lord, yet we're not, we're not up to speed. You know, it, it may not be a concussion, but it's, we're, we're just too, we're, we're banged up. And, and we, need, we need God's restoration in our lives, the, the, the refreshment uh, that he provides. You know, too often we, we start running, trying to do things in our own strength too. Uh, we need to get you know, kind of realigned with him as well. Uh, but, but Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Isaiah 40.29 he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Proverbs 3, 7, and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good encouraging word makes it glad. And, and so we need to you know, get that encouragement from other people and um, surround ourselves with those kind of people that 
uh, are going to help us through, you know, the pain that we've got, the anxiety that we got, the worry that we're we're carrying. We got to pull back and 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 heal and pursue restoration and release the pain uh, as we uh, you know give our heart, soul, mind, body to the Lord. And so it's through His strength, His grace, His love, and power we'll actually be stronger than before, and we'll be able to get back out there on the field, so to speak, and and be healed up. And and and, and he binds our, our wounds and, and we, we come back with a different perspective and we're, we're no longer, oh man, I'm just banged up all the time. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to survive. No, we're, we, we pull back as we can, trust the Lord to heal us. And then at the right time, we, we get back out there and we, we take on more responsibility at that point. You know, maybe we serve more at church because we're in, you know, a, a healthier place. And, um, and so these are the types of, you know, prayerful considerations that I encourage us to have. Um, you know, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to, you know, not everything's going to be totally lined up. And so don't, don't hear that either. Um, sometimes when we are, uh, dealing with kind of stuff in our own life, the best thing we can do is go serve because it lifts our spirits. So there's something to be said about that. And so we have to seek God's direction on that to know what, what the best option is. I'm, but, but what I'm saying today is sometimes that best option is pulling back, getting out of the game whatever that looks like in, for each of our lives. Uh, for me, it meant a, f- a few weeks this summer to, to pull back. And now I'm, I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm, God's working and excited about where unpacking it's at and where things are heading uh, in a lot of different areas of my life. So that's, that's my experience, and uh, I'm encouraged by, by God's word today as well. So want to see Tua back out there as well. Uh, want to see him, him healthy from a, a physical standpoint um, and, and he's going to need the proper healing. So he's going to be out for a while. To, to get healed at this point. So there you go, Luke. Hopefully that's, uh, that's encouraging to us today. Yeah. Really encouraging. It probably a very timely reminder for a lot of our listeners. Um, and I, I think the key distinction is I was listening to you, to you share and explain is the difference between long suffering and persevering as a follower of Jesus and taking a break like, as Christians in a world that hates Christ, we are called to persevere, to endure, to keep going, yes. to yes. have to to long suffer for the sake of Christ. But the idea we're talking about today is stop doing it in your own strength, essentially. Like take a break from operating in your own strength. Maybe that's going to counseling. I've done counseling, especially after losing my dad, went to grief counseling growing up. I needed that. Uh, my own strength was not going to help me. And that was an outlet that God led my family to. Maybe it is you like you taking a break this summer. You know, I need a break to rest and recollect and to re-energize. Um, yeah. So maybe it's getting help. It could be a bunch of things, but I think the core is taking a break from operating in your own strength. You don't need to keep playing in your own strength. Like Tua needs to go. He needs to rest. He needs to go get help. Not I, I'm going to continue to muscle up my own strength and go play. No, you need to get healthy, Tua. You need to get healthy with, with a head injury. And for us, it's we've got to stop trying to continue to go ahead in our own strength, but actually submit to the power of the Spirit, submit to God, view God as a refuge, as a resting mm. place. We continue to long suffer, continue to endure as a follower of Jesus, but not in our own strength. And getting out of our own strength again is maybe going to counseling, maybe taking a break. Again, it could be a lot of things, but 
I think that that's kind of how I was hearing what you're talking about is certainly it's yeah, like you said, not pull back from culture, the world, isolate. No, actually go surround yourself with good people, launch into helpful things, but defer to the strength of God and God's word and people around you instead of just limping along in your own strength, which will fail you and eventually is going to lead to greater hurt, greater injury, greater suffering. Um, I know I've experienced that in my life. I mean, my own strength fails me over and over again. And it's when God reminds me, hey, rest in me. Hey, you need God's people around you. Hey, you need to be in my word. Hey, maybe you need professional help. And that's been, that's been huge for me. Yeah, and I think, you know, two other things. We don't need to hide our pain. And, and, we, and so uh, the flip side, we need to admit our pain, not, not to, to act like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, you just went through a major crisis in your life or you just went through this, this really tough season of life. Have you paused to, to reflect and, and heal as necessary? Have you, you know, really sought the Lord to, to, to ask him, uh, you know, what, what he was doing through that or what, he, you know, what the takeaway is and have some of those conversations or you just, Boom, on to the next thing. Ah, no big deal. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I think that's the, that's the, the pattern for a lot of us. And, and I, I'm suggesting today that, that there's a, a better way. Um, and, of course, it's through, it's through Christ and, and through uh, pulling away and, and even looking to his example, too, because he, he pulled away at times, too. So it's, it's a, little, a little different, uh, but I think we saw you know, Jesus model the, the willingness to, to, to pull, pull away, be with, the, be with God the Father um, in the midst of, of his, you know, the height of his ministry on earth. So uh, that's a, a little bit different of a topic, but, but still uh, looking to him as our, our ultimate example. So any last words and we'll, uh, we'll shift gears here. Yeah, I, I just love the reminder, admit that you need help. Admit that you need healing. All of yeah. us should, as, as a Christian's, Living a life as a follower of Jesus is continual repentance, continually admitting our need, continually downplaying our own strength, our own self-righteousness, mm. working against that, continually looking to Christ. Um, so yeah, admitting that in general we need help every day, but also if you really need help, hopefully have people around you. Surround yourself with people that will be able to see that, but also admit it because... If you, yeah, I'm sure people use that information against you, but in my experience, admitting I need help, admitting, hey, I'm really struggling in this area, I've been met with such grace from mm. God's people around me, and it's very freeing to finally admit, you know what, I, I really just need help in this area. That's like a burden off your shoulders to, okay, I don't have to carry this by myself anymore. I don't have to right. feel like, oh, I just got to keep playing. No. I've admitted, you know what, I just can't do it anymore. And that actually is an incredible feeling. Not that you should chase feelings, but I think it's just, it's evidence that it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. People, people rally around you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hopefully, I know it's kind of a heavy, heavy topic, but, uh, but I hope that, that people are, are encouraged by that today. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll keep the conversation going. Uh, of course, it's a you know, football, football Monday. And, and as far as college football from the weekend, you know, I, I pull for Clemson. I love Dabo Sweeney. And I, I know one of our, our loyal listeners, uh, a good friend of mine, was at the game. He's an NC State fan, so he's, he's mm -hmm. bummed today. Um, I texted him. I was, oh, are you excited for the game? He was like, oh, we're pulling up. So, um, Who was at the game? 
Yeah, he was at the oh, game, cool. so he went he went home disappointed. So this was NC State's big shot Saturday night, but um, but Clemson, you know, still in the mix. And and you you asked me this earlier, and I think it's worth throwing out to our our listeners today, because uh, I've been to a game at Clemson, you've been to a game at, at Clemson, mm-hmm. um, and and now and college game day was there, uh, and so they were all you know fired up, and now college game day is going to Kansas. Come on, and for the fir- for the first time. <laughs> And they went to Boone for the first time this year. And so they, you know, they go to some of the normal stops. Clemson is on the rotation, of course, as a, as a powerhouse year in, year out. Um, but I guess for, for fans listening today, what has been the best? We'll, we'll, keep, it, we'll keep it in college. What, what's been the best college football atmosphere that you've personally experienced? And is it your favorite team? And, and that's the one, and that's the one you've been to. Or has it been an opportunity at an opposing stadium? And, you know, from the, 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 the tailgate to the tradition, through the crowd, all that kind of thing, what is that, that, that go-to place? And I'm, you know, I'm fascinated with Kansas. They have to, to me, build the football credibility and fandom because nobody's going to Kansas, hey, I can't wait for their football program and football season. <laughs> they're, 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 they've got the atmosphere for basketball, basketball season, school. no doubt about yeah, it. For sure. Um, but some of these programs that have been around for a long time from a football standpoint, even in the down years, you know, the Nebraska's of the world mm-hmm. or Wisconsin for that matter. Um, you know, they still, their fans are diehards and, and the atmosphere oh, yeah. on game days are remarkable. Um, so who, what, what's, you know, you of course went to Texas A&M, so that has to be on the top of your list, but, yeah. but what, what are, what's your experience? So Kyle Field at A&M is amazing. Over a hundred thousand people, but what makes Kyle Field amazing is more so I mean, I guess you could say this for a lot of schools, but the fans, like just the AM fan base, the 12th man is amazing and they're loud all game long and they stay and they stand the whole game, even for the band. So as a, as a fan, it's a great experience, but I went to the Clemson game yeah, senior year of college when they, when AM went and played at Clemson, that was awesome being in death Valley. I'd love to see the other death Valley LSU. I'd love to go see a game there, but the Clemson players getting in the buses, driving around campus, running down, touching the rock. Dabo Sweeney being a, a All-American sprinter, running down, leading the team. That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, Clemson definitely has to be up there. And oh, I'm trying. There was one more. I'd love to hear. Did you have a good experience at Clemson? For me, it was like yeah. my team's playing there, which made it really cool. But Clemson, because they have water, too. People pull their boats up, and you can watch the game from your boats. You can you can like drive your boat to the game, which is unique. That's similar to Baylor. Baylor has that in Waco. You can kind of watch from your boat, which is unique. But what Clemson game did you see? I, App State played at Clemson, okay. and we weren't great that year. I don't think I th- we got blown out by Clemson, so it wasn't a great experience for me. Uh, but on the but I I liked Clemson. I thought it was it was a really cool uh, tailgate setup. Lots of space. Amazing was, tailgate. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. A and M's is decent. Clemson. Yeah, I was Clemson's was unbelievable. One I want to yeah. see. It's it's a it's a resounding like. It, this is the best. Is Ole Miss in Oxford? Oh, I've yeah, heard down there from anyone who's been to an Ole Miss tailgate. The tailgating scene there. They said it's second to none. It's unbelievable. So that's cool. that would be cool. And then one more. 
I grew up going, I didn't grow up an OU or Texas fan, but was friends with a lot of OU fans. The OU Texas game at the Cotton Bowl at the state fair every year in Texas is, is really fun. Cause you have, you go to the state fair, you walk into the game. It's a sea of reddish maroonish sea of burnt orange. That's a really fun football atmosphere. Um, so I would recommend going to that game if you can. So the places I've been, Michigan, LSU, Penn State, South Carolina, oh Clemson, goodness. Georgia. Georgia is the one for me. Really? I, I, I thought Georgia, I thought Georgia was awesome. Better than Penn State? Like a, I feel like Penn State would be amazing. Penn State was cool, but their fans were weak. Were these all app games? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've played a lot of a lot of teams. Wow. I missed a couple of uh, yeah, I missed a couple here or there, but um, yeah, those are those were all really cool spots. So when I went to LSU, a hurricane was coming. So we had to bump up the game and then head out of town. So that was that experience was sort of uh unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but LSU is huge. That, that place is unbelievable. Oh. Michigan was awesome, of course, because we won that game. So it's like it's hard to even view that in a reasonable way other than what we did that day. Um, but then I, I just like Georgia. Uh, they had some cool traditions and the structure of their stadium and the college town that they're they're in. Um, I just I thought that was it was a great setup. So yeah, that was that was fun for me. But App yeah. lost pretty good that day. Lawrence, so there you go. Lawrence is going to be great this weekend. It's Lawrence is such a great college town. I've been the best sports venue I've been to. Period. Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, I was on the brink of tears when. At, I mean, it was unbelievable being there. But Lawrence is going to be crazy this weekend. Can you imagine beginning of the season if someone would have told me, "Hey, you know, Kansas is going to host College Game Day as a ranked team against TCU, who's also going to be a ranked team?" I was like, "Wait, what world are you yeah. living in?" And yet, this is a big wow. game. This is a big game. Oh, TCU just killed OU. Kansas is five and zero. Man, gosh, let's go. Crazy. Lawrence is the place to be. Man, no, it's a, it's that's gonna be fun. So that's that's very cool. All right, before we uh we man we got we're running out of time today. Before we bring on Henry for tap drill, we got some fun topics with him. I, I tease this. So I want to I want to bring this up. This is just an opportunity to tell everybody it was my birthday last week. No, I'm just kidding. But um, well, kinda. But uh, so I got this in the mail over the, over the weekend. I got a birthday card, it's the biggest card I've ever and seen in my life. So this is a, a big big birthday card, and it came in a huge envelope like an extra sized, uh, almost like a document envelope. Okay. So I open it up and, you know, hope your birthday is filled with beautiful things. And then it says, Bryce, happy birthday. Love the show. Okay. So it's a listener. Have a little faith. We're turning it around one day, one practice, one game at a time. Go Panthers. Best coach rule. Keep pounding. Go Panthers, go! <laughs> so I have a feeling I know who this uh, who this listener is. It's Matt pretending Rule to be pretending to be Coach Rule because he's he's my only friend that is still on the Panthers Matt Rule bandwagon um, and got all excited about the one win against the Saints, a banged up Saints team, which we should not have gotten too excited about. But uh, how how hilarious and clever that's amazing is this? I almost want this to be a trend now. I kind of, I kind of like this. Let it be said. Sending, I'd like to say that I did not receive a, a card from any loyal listener. 
So I'm uh, I'm a little jealous, <laughs> a little jealous. So, so I'm gonna have to confirm who this was from, but uh, it's also hilarious. I, when's the last time you you've used whiteout? When's I mean, have you have you uh, used elementary whiteout? School. I, I'm a scribble out guy, and I'll just keep the same thing. I, I don't mind yeah. sending someone with a scribble out. This has this has whiteout on the on the bottom. It says "Go Panthers, go!" in whiteout. Need orange out. So I'm not sure what I'm not sure what was written there before, but "Go Panthers, go!" had to be rewritten uh, with whiteout. So for an go. orange card, what's worse, whiteout? I would say whiteout's worse than just scribbling it out. I I would think it's so. It's more intrusive. But interesting. That's funny though. Whoever sent that, you're a great listener, and we need more. <laughs> make the, make this a trend of. We'll have a card that we can read often. What did Bryce get in the mail this week? Hopefully, it's good. Uh, I like that. I like that. So yeah, you can pretend to be uh, yeah whoever you want to be. <laughs> send send it in. So we'll we'll try to read those on air. Um, so good stuff there. All right, let's say hello to uh, Henry. We've missed him the last couple of weeks, uh, but let's do a little tap drill and tap around some other topics around the world of sports and beyond. Go ahead, Henry. Boys, it's great to be with you again. I'm glad I'm back. I'm back in the building. Let's hit it up with Tap Drill. First question, um, I don't know if you guys caught the, the latest Manning cast, but SNL, Saturday Night Live, did their version, did their sketch of the Manning cast, and the cast did their impersonations of Eli and Peyton. So, boys, if you saw it, what did you think of the Manning cast skit? Oh, my goodness. This was the cold open for SNL on Saturday night, and it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, the Peyton Manning impersonation it was strong. Was was strong. It was dead on. <laughs> Eli was a touch on the like the goofy side, but it was funny too. But I thought both were really good. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like the Eli? You didn't like the Eli? I thought it was okay. Eli seemed it was a little really too childish. To be fair, Eli deserved it from the the Penn State thing, the Chad Powers. That was the biggest oh, fail. Of all time. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh. What are you talking about, Luke? Everybody loved that. No. Everybody loved Chad Powers. If you thought oh, anyone. Oh, this is a Cowboys fan no, if you thought, oh, yeah. If you thought oh, anyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way anyone was like, wait, that's Eli Manning. Everyone knew it was Eli Manning. It was the worst disguise no. of all time. No. Are you Those kidding 18, me? 19-year-old kids, they did no. not know that was Eli. They, no only did, they only didn't know of him if they've actually never known Eli Manning. If you knew who Eli Manning was. Oh, Eli Manning in disguise. All right, I'll I'll fake my way. Oh, it's bad. I'm a hater. Uh, come on, no, yeah, you're a hater. I thought. Well, anyway, back to the SNL skit. <laughs> I thought it was really it was it was funny the impersonations of of both those guys and the fact that the Mannings have now you know made their way into SNL is yeah. That's how you know you've crazy. made it. Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I know SNL is taking time. a step back, but have uh, they both they hosted once, individually? Once SNL? Yeah, they were yes. both funny. Yeah. yeah. Yes, e each of them individually have hosted SNL at one point or we another. We need Cooper to host SNL. Coop That's right. Cooper, Cooper would be still the funniest. They've got to get him on the Manicast. I know. He's got to be a part of that. I don't I know. know why he's not. I guess because he's on Fox. Uh, but still. Is he still on no, Fox? Did, I no. watch that show. Don't, don't no, did so. you guys know that Cooper is actually on um, Eli, um, Peyton Manning's game show? Oh, True. True. I tried watching that one. I couldn't get yeah, into it. Uh, nah, nah, not, not I as much. Seen that. Hmm. I, judging by your reaction, I don't think I will be. No, definitely not. <laughs> All right, Henry. Next one. All right, next. Uh, uh, next uh, tap. 
is have you guys seen Pat McAfee lately? Well, I'll tell you, he's not in wrestling anymore, that's for sure. I'm not too sure what's up with that big buckle belt, but that's a whole other story. Pat McAfee did his first megacast during the NC State Clemson game. So, guys, what did you think of Pat McAfee's performance on the megacast? I thought it was, I thought it had potential. So, he's a great personality, he's very entertaining. Um, I was reading an article about today, and I, I agree with this. They had too many guys because it's this whole show, and then they had AJ Hawk and a bunch of guys that were there in the studio. It's, it's just too many people. So we're, to me, the game was too secondary. You, you, these these mega casts, it's great when the game is still a part of the conversation. Otherwise, you're just watching another show. So yeah. I think McAfee, you know, responding and being a part of, oh man, you know, it's a big game, and 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 for college football to tap into him and his his brand and his show, I think is good. Uh, but they gotta they gotta be more involved in the game, I think, in order for it to really work. That would be my my takeaway on it. But I was entertained by it. Yeah, I, I'm just too much of a game purist. You, I, it's not your audience. Yeah, I'm I'm I like the entertainment. You do. You it. like the. I, I like the Manning cast. I do. Not nearly as much as you do. No, I can't wait for tonight. I can't. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't even know what the game is. Oh, it's uh, 49ers Rams. Yeah. But big game. Yeah, I'm just if oh Manning cast on. Okay, great. I'm in. Well, I don't care what the matchup is. I'm in. So I look forward to that. Yeah. All right, Henry. Next one. Yeah, Pat McAfee being on a mega cast is kind of like The Walking Dead. If you've ever seen the the series, in the beginning of the series, it was a lot about the zombies. But then towards the end of the series, the zombies kind of take a sick a backseat to the conflict between everybody. That's kind, that's kind of like Pat McAfee, so to speak. You like him, but you, but he's not the focus of the show per se. Right. Wow. Sw- <laughs> did not did not know we were talking zombies today. So I know it's Halloween Sw- month. We try to everybody's trying yeah, to get it, their it, zombies it, it, out. I know it's Reformation. It's exactly. Reformation Day month, baby. That's what we celebrate. There you go. That's good. The Reformation that's, Day. That's there you go. Switching sports. Did you guys know in between all of this, all of the sports going on, NBA training camps are about to begin. Or if, if you have seen them, they've already began. So, boys, what is the storyline that you're going to be looking at for the NBA this year? I got one. And it is go ahead. the Phoenix Suns just lost to an NBL team in preseason. The Suns are Did a disaster. You see that? Disaster. Their last game was getting destroyed by my Mavs, and now they're losing to an N- to NBL teams. What are we doing? Their whole roster All played. Right. So this this of course is is low hanging fruit, but to, uh, these are the two most interesting teams: the Lakers keeping Russell Westbrook and the the Nets keeping Kevin Durant. H- how do those relationships? You know, it's a nice little soap opera the rest of the way. How do they play on the field, and then how do they get along? You know, in locker room and everything else. So that to me is is very intriguing uh, this year, and then um, yeah, I'm, I'll be curious to see which team emerges kind of in the East. Like to me, now the Celtics are sort of Cleveland. Without Cleveland head coach is interesting. I'm very excited to, to see the them play. They have a great. Yeah. Some, how is Kevin Love not 86 years old? Uh, to me, he th- hanging on like he's the longest <laughs> tenured player I've ever watched. It feels like he's been in the league forever. Like, wait, he played for yeah. the Timberwolves? How long ago is that? 30 years? How is <laughs> he still, still starting on. in the NBA? It's crazy. 
Actually, I don't know if he'll start. He might be a, probably more of a backup at this he, point. And at least in, in the marketing picture, he was in the starting five. Oh, was he? Yeah. Interesting. Because Atlanta's going to be better. Uh, don't worry about my Hornets. They're not any good. So it's a tough. We're in a tough city now these days. So it's, it's you're uh, out it's on the Hornets this year. I was actually so anyway. I had the three TVs rolling yesterday in the man cave. On one of them was the Hornets preseason game because we didn't get the Panthers were on at four, and so I had an opening at uh, at the one o'clock. <laughs> had an opening. I had an opening, so I, I, I slid in the uh, the preseason game, but it was not pretty. So unfortunately, sound like a, a football doctor. Yeah, I've got a I've got a three thirty. If you want to slide you in, yeah. slide you in a one. <laughs> All right, let maybe do uh, we'll do one more. All right, guys, and and by the way, Bryce, uh, don't look, don't don't pay attention to the to the smokestack that is the New York Knicks over here. We're just gonna be over here. Just kind of wishing that somebody would just want to play for our hey, team. Hey, my boy Jalen so. Brunson. Donovan Mitchell was going to go to the Knicks. He said he wanted to go, but didn't happen. He did. He did wanted to go, but the but the Knicks didn't realize that um, they were trying to. The, the Knicks were, were kind of being too smart for their own good, and so they tried to outduel Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge was like, "All right, so you want to play chicken? All right, I'm going to go over here." Yeah. So. Don't know that don't, don't don't worry about the dumpster fire that's the Knicks over here. <laughs> They're still always intriguing no matter what. <laughs> All right guys, last thing. And we'll go, let's go into the world of TV. Now you know September October is the time where your favorite series comes back. We got new stories, we got new characters. So in the off chance that you guys are not watching sports, is there any particular TV show that you're looking forward to? Rumor has it that Bryce is a Shark Tank guy. So, Bryce, what do you think? Yeah, Shark Tank's the one for me. Uh, uh, always look forward to it. I love when a new episode drops because uh, I don't necessarily watch it live. But uh, they, they actually did a live version of Shark Tank the other day. Was not a fan of that one. They had a studio audience, and it was it was painful. They tried to, like, ask audience questions, and it was awkward. So, anyway, this past week they got back to kind of the normal thing. Uh, now, there are some – products or pitches that I I'm not a fan of and I'll fast forward or Jody will say, Hey, I don't want to watch this one. So there's some of that, but overall, yeah, I'm a huge fan of shark tank love hearing the stories and listening to the sharks debate and negotiate. And I I've been watching actually since the beginning, uh, I missed a couple seasons just when life got crazy, but overall I've been watching since the beginning, huge fan. Oh. So is there a show for you, Luke? Take the mask off. You're not watching shark tank. You have no time. You're watching Mass Singer, Mass Dancer. Well, Come on, get the, get Shark Tank out of here. No, you're not. You're not. No way. I know what you're watching. So I, With all the sports admit, you watch, you have time for a couple Mass Singer episodes, and that and, and that's good enough for you. I like I like the Mass Singer, it, even though this season has not been great. Two episodes in, I, I'm not not thrilled with with what we've seen so far, yeah, that was um, but I do not just to clarify, I do not watch the mass dancer. <laughs> I only watch the mass singer with Jody. So, so I'm fine with that. I, uh, I, allow me to plug again, Downton Abbey phenomenal series. Uh, may have to rewatch that, that over. That oh, it's, oh, I, We're talking about new shows and I, so fall season. You're talking about old timey show. That's old now. Yeah. Come on. So here's you're giving me a hard time about the mass singer. This is another conversation for another day. But on principle, I'm a movie guy over show because I hate shows that make me just chase the carrot. And I'm like, okay, well, this episode ended. Okay, now there's a huge another there's more drama. Okay, I'm not satisfied. And I go to bed angry. It's horrible. So that's the whole point. Oh, 
No, but it's, it's annoying. And then I get sucked you in want it for all weeks. Up. You want it all buttoned up no. in an hour and a half. So Madeline's a big Survivor fan. So through osmosis, I've become a, at least neutral about Survivor. But I'm boring. I'm a documentary guy. I, I just love watching documentaries. On Netflix, the untold ones, great. The Manti Teo documentary, the, the documentary about the NBA officiating scandal oh, was yeah. fascinating. So... I'm just a boring documentary guy. I, I don't watch. I mean, Seinfeld's a go-to, but yeah, no, I'd rather cool. watch a movie right. and know I'm satisfied. Two hours, okay, I know what's happened. TV yeah. TVs are just sixty-hour-long movies that you just break up and watch. They just take too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll throw that out to the crowd. People listen in. Are you more TV or movies in the fall when you're not watching sports? Because I always like a good breather. To be Tuesday, fair, though, Wednesday nights are my my breather. We're close to the transition to Hallmark movies, which I'm all in on. And, I mean, it's October. I guarantee Hallmark's already playing movies. No, I can't get into the Christmas ones until December. Uh, I got to wait till December. Right after Thanksgiving. My, Maybe that final my, week of Thanksgiving. We're all in. My mother-in-law loves the, the Hallmark Christmas channel. She will sit there and will watch it all day. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Now, me personally, I'm an NCIS guy. Give me NCIS oh, great show. all day. Every Great day. show. Because after those shows, it's done. Each show can be its own standalone <laughs> show. That's why I love it so much. That, well, that's why they work so NCIS, well. NCIS. That's exactly Bones, it. They pump them out. Numbers. Come on. Every show is just a little mini movie. I'm all in. And, and just to give you a little bit about NCIS, Mark Harmon is not even on the show anymore and it's still going. Yeah. Good for them. That's great. I I did watch the LA one for a while with what do you, boy, uh, uh, LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah. What do you and Jody watch? <laughs> We watched Shark Tank and The Masked Singer. Okay. Abbott Elementary. You like that one? Ah. That's a good one. About the teachers. Yeah. That's 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 fun. Oh, and then The Neighborhood. Oh, I watched The Neighborhood. I forgot to mention that. Ah, uh, yeah. That's my favorite yes. show. That's Monday Nights. The Neighborhood. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric. Huge fan. Cedric. Yeah. That's always a good Love. one. That always that's yes, a feel sir. good. Yeah. So <laughs> that's uh that's what we got. That's what we got in the rotation. All right, guys. Hey, enjoyed it. Henry, glad to have you back, man. Fun times. Uh, gosh, what a weekend. Here we go. Your Giants are 3-1. and one. Cowboys Let's are go. rocking and rolling. Let's My Panthers go. are struggling. So the best thing I got going are the Bucks not winning. Hey, that's like that, that, I get my most joy from that. Paul, uh, Paul commented, your Carolina Hurricanes undefeated in, in NHL preseason right now. So... Okay. You want to we'll take be looking for a new team to support your local <laughs> I, team. I might, I might need to. Yeah. I might need hey, we're to. Triple A baseball, That's Charlotte a... Knights. You know, maybe, uh, maybe it's a good season in store for them. Speaking of great stadium, Baseball's fun over. games. Baseball's Charlotte over. Knights are fun games. You're looking in, in uh, all the big buildings right in center field. Fun environment. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, actually, let me do a quick plug. So the Unpacking It Golf Tournament presented by Strategic Planning Corporation is coming up. October 17th. So we're two weeks away and we are actually, uh, we will be either silent auction or raffling nights tickets, a whole suite package or like, like special tickets that not a suite. It's a special tickets. Your hands on, you get some cool stuff. Yeah. Charlotte checkers tickets. That that reminded me, uh, no Charlotte checkers, but I think we, I think we have Panthers, Coca-Cola 600. And then, uh, yeah, like nights tickets. I, I shouldn't say sweet. It's not a sweet, not to, but they are sweet tickets. I'm playing it. They are sweet tickets. There you go. That's it. Um, so, uh, so anyways, you got some cool stuff. But, yeah, if you want to support the golf tournament, uh, you can check out unpackingit.com slash golf. 
Uh, so I encourage you to, to do that. But for Luke and Henry, I'm Bryce. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MediShare. And again, the encouragement today, if you, if you need healing, get healing. Seek the Lord. Let, let, him, let him heal you and, and, and help you get back out there. Sometimes we have to pull back in order to get back out on the field. But let's, uh, let's heal first and, 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 and allow uh, him to work in that, in that time that we, we pull away and pull toward him, pull, our, you know, pull people around us to encourage us, get the necessarily necessary help that we need, uh, the care that we need. Let's care for our souls um, and let's, let's uh, rest in the Lord in that. And so let's get refreshed, rejuvenated to get back out there. So that's my encouragement. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.